Hello to our boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight after an excellent weekend of boxing and some news to report on today. We're going to have a good show. Uh, thanks for joining me on Boxing News today. I'm going to start you off with a little bit of news uh, courtesy of an upcoming fight regarding uh, Canelo Alvarez and Dimitri Bivol. A little bit of a prediction from our friends at Boxing247.com. Saul Canelo Alvarez is making his much-anticipated return to competitive action on May 7th. That's his upcoming weekend as he takes on undefeated champion Dimitri Bivol at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. It's said to be a fascinating bout between two closely matched competitors and with a decent undercard featuring Flipperkovic and uh, Zhang Zhilai. It looks set to be one of the most watched sporting events of 2022. And that's saying a lot after this past weekend where we saw Shakur Stevenson and Katie Taylor emerge victorious in their fights. Anyway, it's an incredibly exciting time for boxing fans and following Tyson Fury's victory over Dillian White, this 12 round light heavyweight title clash is yet another high profile event that is likely to attract viewers from all over the world. So can Saul Alvarez continue his ascent. Saul Alvarez has enjoyed a hugely impressive couple of years and recently claimed the WBO super middleweight title from Caleb Plant. He became the first Mexican to simultaneously hold all four belts from the separate governing bodies, and he'll be determined to add yet another to his extensive collection in Nevada. Unsurprisingly, the 31-year-old has been priced up as the odds-on favorite to extend his winning streak having seen him rise to the grades, established online bookmakers and new betting sites understandably appear to be taking very few chances. However, there will be many punters who are unlikely to be put off by the Mexicans' prohibitive odds. Having dominated the middleweight category, Alvarez's astonishing progress looks, to, looks set to continue, and he's showing very few signs of slowing down. Having won 57 of the 60 bouts, the Mexican will take some stopping, and his Russian opponent may not have enough to prevent him from claiming his 40th knockout. So can Dimitri Bivol make it tough for his opponent? Although he's been involved in significant fewer fights in Alvarez, Dimitri Bivol remains unbeaten. He's won all 19 of his bouts, including 11 knockouts, and has held this belt since beating Trent Broadhurst in 2017. Bivol is likely to make this bout extremely tactical and may try to limit the movement of his opponent. His attack and retreat style has helped him to retain his unbeaten record so far. However, it remains to be seen whether his favorite approach will work in Las Vegas. Canelo is seemingly operating at a level above some of Bivol's previous opponents, and this will be his toughest assignment yet. Bivol has taken time to compliment his opponent. However, he's also pointed to the fact that Alvarez is beatable, having already been defeated by Floyd Mayweather back in 2013. So, will the fight Go the distance. These are two closely matched uh, fighters, and this bout is unlikely to end prematurely. In previous fights, Alvarez has upped his ante as the rounds progress, and that could spell danger for Bivol. The Russian is a typical fast starter. However, his energy levels have mostly declined for a couple of rounds. Pound for pound, Alvarez is the best active boxer in the world, and he's going to take some stopping. He continually talks about his legacy and has a determination to succeed 
and continue to climb the weight divisions. With that in mind, he is likely to edge this. Bivol is likely to make it tough for the progressive Mexican. However, the unstoppable Alvarez looks to set looks set to justify his extremely short odds. And the prediction from our friends at Boxing247.com. Saul Alvarez to win in the round nine or ten. All right. Sounds to me like a stoppage. Uh, let's move along to the big Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano fight and result take, taking place over at Medicine Square Garden this past weekend, April 30th to be exact. Katie Taylor emerged victorious with a win on points. Uh, split decision, though, uh, over the full fight. She beat uh, Amanda Serrano and, and retains the undisputed WBC, WBA, IBF, WBO female lightweight, lightweight titles. These were two-minute rounds, uh, 10 of them, and I might add that it seems that they've uh, uh, agreed, or at least Eddie Hearn and Jake Paul have agreed, uh, that the next fight, and there will be another fight, uh, will be fought uh, in three-round fashion. Three, sorry, three-minute, 10-round fashion. So anyway, good news for us fans, because uh, it's one of the comments that I made while watching that fight. I wished uh, last night's fight, uh, sorry, two nights ago, it was uh, three minutes as opposed to two-minute rounds. Okay. Katie Taylor, here's the story. Katie Taylor edged out of Madison Round to retain her undisputed lightweight crown in an epic fight for the ages at a sold-out Madison Square Garden in New York, live on zone. Taylor controlled the opening four rounds, but Serrano came in strong in the fifth and had her fans on her feet as she seemed to have hurt the Irish legend, and the roof came off uh, the sold-out arena as they traded heavy blows. But Serrano seemed to be getting on top. Uh, if the fifth round was exciting, the sixth blew it out the water, as Taylor threw everything she had at the Brooklyn Ace, who fired back in kind. Taylor seemed to regain her composure. Uh, despite the heavy shots she had taken as round seven and eight came and went, with the defending champion picking her shot and trying to resist going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the heavy-handed Puerto Rican. Both fighters knew the bout was in the balance and served up a stunning final two minutes. And after the crowd roared her appreciation for being lucky enough to witness an unforgettable and history-making night, it was Taylor, whose hand was raised, by split decision, as I said, and the cards were 97, 93, 96, 93, and 94, 96. She said, what a fighter, man, this round is. I think we're both great fighters, said Taylor. Look at what we've just done. Selling out Madison Square Garden, the biggest venue in boxing history. Both of us have broken so many barriers in our careers. It's great uh, to be in this position, really. Amazing fight. What a night. I know exactly how deep I had to dig in this fight. I knew that it was going to be uh, in the trenches at some stage. She's a phenomenal fighter and a great, great person. I was listening to my trainer, and so I'm grateful for Ross, everything he said. You're such a humble guy, but you are the best in the world, she said. Fair enough. Uh, also in that card, we saw uh, Liam Smith win by technical knockout over Jesse Vargas. Uh, you know, that was a 12 round or three minutes, but uh, Liam Smith was the better man in that particular fight. Also on that card, a couple of women going at it. Franchon Cruz de Zun beat uh, on points Elin Sidirius uh, and now has the undisputed WBC, WBA, IBF, and WBO female super middleweight title. Uh, that was a fight fought two-minute rounds. Uh, as you said, uh, they went with full, full 10. Elsewhere on that card, Galalia Fai won by technical knockout over at Miguel Cartagena. And that was for the WBC International Flyweight title, uh, scheduled uh, 10 three-minute rounds, but did not go that distance. 
that ended in the second. Anyway, Austin Williams knocked out uh, Chordell Booker in the first round. Uh, Rashad Matty, who we featured here on Talk and Fight, won by points uh, over Joe Eli Hernandez in the welterweight division. In the light heavyweight, we saw Khalil Coe beat William Langston. And one of my favorites, Sky Nicholson, won by points over Shedekri Paisley Davis in the featherweight division. Anyway, great night uh, to watch those fights. Some great pictures on boxing247.com, by the way, if you want to pop along to their website. Uh, the second to last one I'm looking at is uh, Katie Taylor just getting smacked in the nose. Uh, what a classic boxing shot. And to, to come back from that and win and with a big smile on her face, too, uh, pretty amazing. Great fight it was. Uh, anyway, let's move along. Because prior to that fight taking place, world champion Estelle Mosley is laser-focused on securing a fight with the winner of that lightweight clash between Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. So she's throwing down the gauntlet. And while the IBO title holder believes facing Serrano would be a significant fight for women's boxing, Mosley says meeting her old amateur rival Taylor would be even bigger. Mosley defended her belt in Dubai last month with a points win over Yanina Del Carmen Lascano in an absorbing contest at Pro Bellum Evolution. The 2016 Olympic champ who defeated Taylor in their final contest as amateurs is resting up as she plans her next move, but we'll make sure to watch the action, uh, as I'm sure she did, at Madison Square Gardens on Saturday night as, uh, as uh, Taylor and uh, Serrano met for these, those titles I mentioned earlier. I'll be watching the Taylor versus Serrano fight very closely this weekend, she said, because I want to fight the winner, said Mosley, who is 10-0 as a professional. A fight between Serrano and I would be big, but a fight between Taylor and I would be massive. She was my toughest opponent as an amateur, but in our last meeting, as everyone knows, I defeated her at the World Amateur Championships. In the same year, I won gold at the Olympics. Mosley is also targeting a return to the amateur code uh, in time to compete at the Paris 2024 Olympic Games in a bid to win a second gold medal. But first, the 29-year-old wants to reach the very top of the pro ranks, which includes beating Katie Taylor. Uh, I've been resting after defending my IBO world title in Dubai last month, but I'll soon be ready to fight again. She added, I believe that after one or two more fights, I'll be ready to take on Taylor uh, or Serrano because she didn't know who the, yeah, the winner was, but let's just say she's she now ready to take on Katie Taylor in another huge unification fight for women's boxing. So let's stay tuned on that front and see whether or not uh, the rematch will take place first or in fact, uh, Katie Taylor decides to take on uh, Miss Mosley. All right. Oscar Valdez versus Shakur Stevenson. Yes, we know this one. This was a good fight, too. Over at the MGM Grand Garden Arena at Las Vegas, April 30th, a superstar was born. WBO junior lightweight world champion Shakur Stevenson outboxed and outfoxed WBC champion Oscar Valdez via unanimous decision Saturday night in front of 10,000 screaming fans at, as I said, the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. With the win, Stevenson earned the Ring Magazine title and status as the division's top dog. Stevenson is now 18-0, established the southpaw jab in the early going, and Valdez, who's 30-1, uh, could not get his offense going outside of pockets of success in the third round. In the sixth, Stevenson spun Valdez into the ropes and knocked him down with a right hand. It was all Stevenson in the seventh, second half of the fight. 
who build an insurmountable lead on the cards. Valdez won the 12th round on all three judges' cards, but it was too little too late. Stevenson asserted his dominance and now the 130-pound king. And Stevenson said, this victory means everything. I told y'all what I was going to do. I said I'm going to beat Valdez, Canelo, and Eddie Rene. So, so that was my game plan. Beat the whole team. I feel good about it. Much respect to them. But that was my game plan. I wanted to collect all the belts at 130 and become undisputed. So I deserve to be a superstar. So that's what I've got to do. All right. Let's move along. Because there was another fight that very same night featuring... You ready for this? Adlai Yafitz, who went toe-to-toe -to -toe against Thirawat Yuhango, and that took place in Singapore. After numerous postponements of this opportunity, Adlai Yafitz is finally the new Universal Boxing Organization, as UBO, world middleweight champion. On Saturday, April 30th, in Singapore, the undefeated Malaysian took on former PAB, PABA ruler Thirawat Yuhan Go from Thailand, a late replacement for Komsat Polsat, uh, and he made sure that everything had been worth the wait. Hafiz, who'd entered the fight as a UBO intercontinental champion, was determined from the start and made sure to keep his bow on the offensive with stinging jabs and crisp combinations to both body and head. After two dominating rounds, he put an exclamation point on a near flawless performance in round three when he floored Yuhango three times, forcing the referee to save the tie from further punishment. And so the new UBO world middleweight champ, who's also former WBC and WA Asia titleist, took his professional record to 10-0 with six knockouts, while Yuhango fail, uh, falls to 25-14. and 14. The fight headlined a show promoted by KBX events in association with the Singapore Fighting Championships and AGH promotions. In upcoming fight news, check this out, fans. Floyd Weather returns to the ring. He's going to take on a chap by the name of Donnie Moore. And they're going to fight atop the Burj Al Arab Hotel in the UAE on the 15th of May. It's coming up in a few weeks. While all eyes will be on legendary undefeated Floyd Money Mayweather, 50-0, when he returns to the ring to face unbeaten dangerous Don Moore, who sports an 11-0-1 record in the headlining matchup of the Global Titans Fight Series on Saturday, May 14th, the fight's venue will deliver a unique luxury experience worthy of the event's magnitude as the two opponents square off outdoors in the skies of Dubai on the helipad, in fact, above the 59th floor of Dubai's opulent Burj Al Arab Hotel. The pay-per-view event, which will be broadcast live by Live Now, is available for purchase, and uh, they have an early bird price uh, that runs through, <laughs> that ran through and ended yesterday. Consider the UAE's most iconic hotel and global icon of Arabian luxury, the Burj Al Arab Hotel, will make a perfect host for the fighter known as TBE, the best ever. As it also boasts a number of world record-holding distinction that sets it apart from the norm. Completed in 1999 for a cost of $1 billion US dollars, the Burj Al Arab Hotel, at a height of 321 meters, 
that's 1,053 feet, is one of the tallest hotels in the world, standing 14 meters, approximately 45 feet taller than the Eiffel Tower, and just 60 meters, 197 feet shorter than the Empire State Building. Built to reflect the shape of a sail of a ship, the Burj Al Arab's helipad stands at a height of 210 meters, or 689 feet, above ground, making this fight a contest that will be fought at one of the highest elevations in history. Often labeled the world's only seven-star hotel, the Burj Al Arab stands on a man-made island that is 280 meters, 920 feet, from the world-famous Jumeirah Beach and is connected to the mainland by a private curving bridge. Although 39% of the total height is made up of non-occupiable space, the Burj Al Arab is home to 28 double-story floors with 202 guest rooms, the smallest of which occupies an area of 169 square meters. That's 1,820 feet, with the largest at 780 square meters, or 8,400 square feet. Wow. The most expensive room in the hotel, the Royal Suite, goes for, and I wonder if uh, Mr. Mayweather will be staying here, goes for, $24,000 a night US dollars and is listed at number 12 on the world's list of the 15 most expensive hotel suites. So there you have it, sports fans. Uh, Floyd, uh, Money Mayweather is hitting the, the headlines once again in very opulent fashion, I might add. And we certainly uh, look forward to that. <laughs> wow, the, the story goes on uh, to speak highly of this hotel and the events that have taken place there previously. Uh, anyway, so let's uh, look forward to uh, seeing Floyd Mayweather return, courtesy of uh, Mayweather Promotions and the Global Titan Fight Series, uh, which as we all know, will be broadcast live worldwide via premium digital streaming service live now. There you go, big plug for them. Moving along, Christopher Diaz is going toe to toe against Miguel Beltran. That's taking place at the Carib Royal in Orlando, Florida on May 21st. By the way, contenders, Christopher Petufu Diaz and Miguel Beltran will square off in the 10-round main event of the Bally Sport Presents Entro Box Championship Boxing uh, Card Saturday, May 21st at the Carib Royal in Orlando, Florida. Born in Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and raised in Barranquitas, Puerto Rico, and now residing in Orlando, Diaz is regarded as one of boxing's most exciting fighters. At 26 and 4 with 16 knockouts, Diaz has impressive victories over Angel Luna, Ray Zimenez, Natifli uh, Campos, Raul Herrelas, Bryant Cruz, and Briolio Rodriguez. His third round stoppage of Cruz in 2017 earned him the WBO NABO 130 pound title. And following his win against Rodriguez, Diaz challenged for world titles at 126 and 130 pounds, but came up short. All four of his setbacks came against current former world champions uh, in uh, Mesayuku Uti, Shakur Stevenson, Emmanuel Navrit, and Isaac Dogbo. Fighting out of Los Michos, Sinolea, Mexico, Beltran's 34 and 8 record with 23 and a knockout. Uh, Beltran's first uh, title challenge. And in no contest due to accidental clash of heads against reigning IBF 130-pound champ Juan Salgado Zambrano. Less than a year later, Beltran dropped a disputed split decision to Roman Martinez, 
for the vacant WBO Super Featherweight Championship. A 15-year pro, Beltrans defeated the likes of Miguel Roman, Eduardo Canzo, Aidan Marquez, Fernando Garcia. He's also challenged Yuriotis Gamboa and Chris Colbert. In the co-featured bout of the evening, unbeaten Nesta Bravo faces longtime contender Fernando Davis Cicido in an eight-round junior welterweight contest. Right on. Uh, by the way, undefeated Irish sensation Connor Coyle meets his toughest opponent on this card when he, ch when he challenges Antonio Dodd in a 10-rounder, and that's for the vacant uh, NABA middleweight title. So good stuff. This is, a, this is a decent undercard too, by the way. The undercard will feature a plethora of young, talented fighters, including lightweights Joseph Ardorno, Sean Mason, Alexei De La Cruz, junior middleweight Derek Jason, middleweights Wayne, uh, Wayne Reed, and Jamar Pemberton, super bantamweight Elon De Jesus, and junior welterweights Corey Marksman, Elijah Flores, and Darius Jackson, all in separate bouts. So it's going to be a, a great night of fighting uh, on May 21st. And Ron Johnson, the CEO of American Dream Presents. We've got three exciting fights that will air on Bally Sports, plus a stacked undercard with blue chip prospects, including a 2020 Olympian. I'm, I'm anticipating a great turnout to support two Puerto Rico bus boxers today in Diaz and Bravo. Sean Mason also brought out a big crowd on the last card. So make sure you get your tickets early before they sell out. Right on. Go Orlando. All right. Moving up the coast to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, USA, just outside of New York City there. Erislandi Lara is going toe-to-toe -to -toe against Gary O'Sullivan, the Showtime pay-per-view undercard for Javante Davis versus Rolando Romero will feature three exciting explosive matchups entering the ring in high-stakes action on Saturday, May 28th, live from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn in a premier boxing champions event. Two-division world champion, Eris Landy, the American Dream, Lara, will defend his WBA middleweight title against hard-hitting Irish crowd-pleaser Gary Spike O'Sullivan in all-action co-main event and a telecast. Sensational young star Jesus Mono Ramos will put his unbeaten record on the line against rugged super welterweight battler Luke Santamaria in a 10-round showdown on pay-per-view. Uh, while hard-hitting contender Eduardo Ramirez battles Puerto Rico's Luis Melendez in a 10-rounder. And that's in the featherweight uh, division. Good stuff. And this is actually uh, another uh, Mayweather Promotions fight, by the way. Uh, said Leonard Ellerby, CEO of Mayweather Promotions, when you look at the matchups, this is an edge of your see pay-per-view undercard. Eris Landy Lara, a highly skilled champion who has engaged in numerous exciting action bouts, will have everything he can handle against Gary O'Sullivan, who has never backed up in a boxing, who has never backed up in a boxing ring. Fans will also get to see exciting young star, Jesus Ramos, bring a heat-seeking knockout mentality to the ring against rugged brawler Luke Santa Maria and Eduardo Ramirez versus Luis Melendez as they look to add to their duel as the latest in the latest chap chapter in the classic Mexico versus Puerto Rico boxing rivalry. Good stuff. We look forward to that result as well. Um, taking place, as I said, down in uh, Brooklyn, uh, just outside of Manhattan. There. Uh, oh, Trevor Bryan, right. A few months ago, uh, my good friend Christian von Spanak, who runs uh, Boxing 247, and I discussed Trevor Bryan. 
and his uh, claim to be a heavyweight titleist. Anyway, looks like he's going toe-to-toe against Daniel Dubois, courtesy of Don King Promotions, in a venue to be determined uh, on the 11th of June. WBA heavyweight champion Trevor Bryan is getting a lesson in camp as he prepares to defend his title against Daniel Dubois on Saturday, June 11th. Bryan and his team did a lot of listening, while the former heavyweight champion Larry Holmes speaks, silence is golden. The 32-year-old Bryan, who sports a 22-0 record with 15 knockouts, will be going up against the younger Dubois at 24 years of age, along with his 15-1 record and 14 knockouts. Brian is getting schooled by none other than the Easton assassin and former WBC and IBF heavyweight champ Larry Holmes. Holmes, who put together a streak of 48 straight victories in his 30-year career and amassed a record of 69-6, and six, wow, with 44 knockouts, has joined Brian's camp in Las Vegas. Holmes was not only known for his power, but for his jabs, and he's planning to improve Brian's jab as well as his game plan against Dubois. Trevor Bryan has got himself together, said Holmes. He's kind of quiet and he doesn't talk a lot. I'm the one with the big mouth. He did a lot of listening and I did the talking. He was willing to learn. All these guys are looking for that big punch for the knockout and the easy way out. You can't beat them unless you take them out of the water and work them over. The jab did that for me and set up everything else. Brian's a big guy and he's got himself together. He's all business. He really impressed me. Brian's promoter, as I said, is Don King. He's planning to, to present another spectacular boxing card featuring six championship bouts. Good for Don King. Can't believe he's still going. Uh, good for Trevor Bryan. We'll see if he can uh, beat Dubois. That'd be interesting. Looks like a good fight for sure. Anyway, thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And we'll see you at 4 p.m. for Knuckle Up with Mike Orr and Cedric Ben. Thank you.